Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, we got a loaded Thursday edition of the show. We'll get to P-Squared, B-Squared Awards, starting with NFL MVP in just a couple of moments. But just to hit some news here as it regards the quarterback position for Week 7 in the NFL, we'll just go down the list here. None of this is going to be new stuff. It is going to be confirmation of what we already thought was going to happen or something that we thought might happen. So nothing is going to be earth-shattering here. Let's start with the Bears and the Raiders, Ken, where Jimmy Garoppolo has officially been ruled out by Vegas. We don't yet know if it will be Brian Hoyer, the, the veteran, or AOC, hashtag the squad, the rookie, starting for Vegas. And Justin Fields continues to be doubtful on the injury report, does not practice today on Thursday with his dislocated thumb. It, in all likelihood, will be Tyson Pagent. So let's start with the Bears and Raiders, Ken, where we know Garoppolo's out. We are reasonably sure that Fields is going to be out as well. Any movement here now that we know Jimmy G is out? Yeah, a little. Like, there's, it's kind of all over the place. Just to be honest, like, most places pulled right away. So, and my odds board kind of, like, messed up a little bit, too. So, I might, this might be a game that, I, yeah, like, literally, basically what's happening is the place, so, some places pulled, and some places the threes on the Bears got bet, like, the second the news came out. And I'm looking at like, I have four different things open on my phone right now. And I see like a bunch of two and a halfs and a bunch of twos on uh, on the Raiders. So for people who haven't followed this market all week, the Raiders were a consensus three point favorite the entire week. The total got bet down to 37 and a half, like right away. Um, so the total has not changed yet in the market, but the threes, as you can imagine, the threes on the Bears, like the second that tweet comes out, your first thought's going to be like, oh, key number with a team that, and that number's going to come off three anyway. So like, all right, that's like probably a pretty valuable bet. That's happened. Um, it'll just be interesting, like, like what's next in this game? Like when we get the game day and now we know what, it, like when the Raiders tell you who's going to start and we know it's Bajent or we think it's Bajent rather, like what, how does the market take shape on game day? Like what is the weather like? Does the total get bet down even more? That would be my first thought. Now, not that Garoppolo was like lighting the world on fire, but I mean, you really might get, I mean, honestly, like the two most conservative game plans possible. You have McDaniels and a defensive minded head coach for the Bears. I, 
and like not good running plays too. Like uh, Jacobs has had flashes, but he hasn't been particularly good this year. The Bears may not have any healthy running backs. I mean, it just it's really this is kind of like a what is like a rock bottom total for a non weather game. I think that's actually kind of what we're what we're thinking about here. So uh, I actually bet some under thirty seven and a half the earlier this morning. And just with the idea that like, okay, this can lose, but I think it's either going to improve or stay the same um, based on like kind of what we're hearing. And I mean, that would be my advice right now because all the threes are gone is just, I I know a 37 and a half is like a a very low total. I know the Bears defense is not very good, but I think it's just like, what are, what are the play? Like how many explosive plays are there going to be in this game? Like none, zero, like one, like I just, and, and how are they going to be generated? I mean, just, okay, cool. Like Devonta Adams is complaining. So Brian Hoyer is going to throw him the ball a lot. Like what really against the bear secondary, they got a bunch of guys back last week. Like what's that going to look like? So it just, I think it's actually still under now that we know for sure that Jimmy G's out. We'll, uh, we'll talk about Adams coming up on Sunday in the Prop King segment where this does feel like a squeaky wheel game for Devontae Adams, who generally, when he bees and moans to the media like he generally gets his way, should be a heavily yep. targeted game for Devontae Adams. Also, to Ken's point on the Bears running backs, we know Khalil Herbert is out with a high ankle sprain, going to be out for a while longer. Their stud rookie running back, Roshan Johnson, remains in concussion protocol, did not practice today on Thursday. I think he's probably on the wrong side of questionable to play. So, right, it would be Deontay Foreman, Travis Homer, and uh, and Darrington Evans would be the Bears running backs on Sunday against the Raiders if Roshan Johnson does not go. All right, let's do the Giants and Commanders for a second, and then we'll do the Browns and the Colts, uh, where Daniel Jones does practice today, Ken, on Thursday, but in a limited fashion. And the caveat issued by Giants head coach Brian Dable is that Jones has not yet been cleared for contact. Uh, I was on WFAN in New York earlier, myself and the two hosts, uh, Sal Licata and Brandon Tierney. We all agreed, like, I think it's pretty doubtful that Jones is going to play in the game. Based on, you know, it's three days until kickoff and he hasn't been cleared for contact. So I think it's probably going to be Tyrod Taylor. Anything going on here with the Giants and the Commanders? Yes, not cleared for contact. Be like, boy, if you you were going to pick one quarterback position on one team— that's going to get a lot of contact on Sunday. You would probably say it's the Giants quarterback. And they uh, they lost another lineman, right? A, a Lemieux, the guy who'd kind of been in and out of the lineup anyway, like tore his biceps or something. I mean, I mean, my God. Like, just they elevated someone from Dallas's practice squad to take the spot there. I saw something else. Somebody asked the question. Uh, the Giants apparently broke camp with nine offensive linemen this year. Two of them are healthy currently of the nine they broke God, camp it's with. It's like the Hunger not- Games. Yeah, I mean, that's that's ridiculous. And if I'm those two right now, I mean, I'm like, like locking the door to my house and not going outside. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. What, um, what's the Hunger Games line that the Katniss ever may, may, may something, may luck be uh, ever in your favor or something? Something in your favor. Yeah, so what yeah. is it? May the... I don't, I don't know. know. I forget what it something is. Something like that. I, but, I, but I feel like I'm Brian Dable should may the like... Od- may oh, the, this is for us. May the I odds be tell in your favor. I gotta tell you, I feel like... I feel like that we should take that line. Like at the end of every, like we should do like the uh, the Katniss Everdeen thing, right? Like okay. the uh, like the two fingers. Like may the odds ever be in your favor. Brian Dable should say that to his offensive lineman, Ken, on the uh, the Giants on the sure. Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. So that that you know the offensive line's not going to be better. Washington's pass rush is fierce. Uh, we'll talk about Chase Young a little bit later in the show in awards. And uh, and if it's no, you know, if a Jones is in or out of the lineup, but he's ineffective, this this kind of has always been moving the way that we thought it would, which is the commanders are going to go to three at some point because this injury report's just not getting any better. And when that happens, what would you do? You know, we could have bet Washington two and a half if you really liked them. I've always kind of been off this game, especially if the Giants injury report's going to look like this. Uh, the total in the game is now continued to go down to a 37, 37 and a half. So one of the more lower scoring expected games, obviously, too. And that makes a lot of sense, right, when you hear this injury report for the Giants. 
So looks like three is going to be the number on game day. The question is, if Jones is declared out officially on Sunday, does this be like three minus 20 or like three minus 15 on, on the commanders? And like, at what point are you even 3.25 on the game? That, that feels like where we're going here. I think we need to figure out like a Hunger Games theme segment where we say, may the odds ever be ever in your favor or whatever. Is there like, there's got to be a, is it like a, because like, so like NBA, we already have an element. Like hockey, we already have our element. Like college basketball, we don't really have an element. Like monster, we don't really have, we don't really have a phrase for monster either. Like I, you know. We'll workshop it. We'll figure it it out. But there's something there. Yeah. yeah, we have yeah, but like may the odds ever be options. in your favor with with the hand signal and like some sort of Hunger Games thing. I think would be really good. Last one here, and then we'll get to awards. Uh, Deshaun Watson practices today for the Cleveland Browns. Ken putting him on track to start Sunday on the road in Indianapolis against Gardner Minshew and the Colts. Yeah, another game where we're talking about like a road team around a key number, and you get a really positive in the, in the Commanders game. You got a negative piece of quarterback news. The team that had the healthy quarterback got bet out to three. Now we have the the team, the Browns, on the road that was near three. They get a good piece of quarterback news, and as you would imagine, because like like it's important to remember this when Deshaun has been healthy. This team has been rated like really, really highly in the NFL in terms of like their closing points. But now we haven't had many of those games yet because it was like DTR once and it was PJ Walker last week. So we kind of forget like this team had a monster rating coming into the season and really high win total. uh, One of the favorites to win their division. So like, if he's going to play, then like they need to be at least three on the road. They they currently sport the number one ranked defense in a lot of categories, including in DVOA. And be curious kind of how that matches up against Minshew and Steichen. Like if Watson's going to play, I, I mean, I, I think everybody totally agrees with like that this needs to happen. And then it's like, okay, what do you want to bet on? Browns three, total up a little bit, 41. All right, and that's the quarterback news that we've got. If anything else comes in, we will report it to you here. You better you bet on this tremendous football Thursday. But, Jake, let's fade the music up here, and let's start talking some NFL awards with the GOAT of award betting, our guy, Ken Barkley. And, Ken, let's start with NFL most valuable players. We approach Week 7 in the professionals, uh, and I will read the odds. And may they ever be in your favor. Uh, co-favorites atop the market at BetMGM. Mahomes and Tua, both plus 350. Josh Allen at 7-1. to one. Jalen Hurts at 8. Brock Purdy has dipped down to 10 from 7 where he was last week. Purdy at 10. Lamar Jackson, 14. Trevor Lawrence and Jared Goff, both at 18. Justin Herbert and Christian McCaffrey at 20. Joe Burrow at 30. Dak Prescott at 40. Matthew Stafford at 50 to 1. Any betting thoughts on NFL Most Valuable Player entering Week 7? Yeah, I'd say about uh, half of the awards right now are uninteresting, and we'll still talk about them, but they, they probably won't take very much time. If you have, I think there are seven award markets. I'd say at least three are very uninteresting right now. This one remains interesting, and not because the favorite's vulnerable, so that's always question one, right? Like, I... Tua and Mahomes have the same odds at some places, but Tua is a, a favorite in others, like on his own. And so I, I kind of view him as the favorite to win the award. Also, he's the leading passer in the NFL right now, and the team has a really good record. Uh, so it's like, all right, do you have a vulnerable favorite here? Uh, not yet, I guess would be my answer. Like, and it's he's not like I mean, you can't look at the resume and even the Dolphins' projection. Their their win total in the market, I think, is eleven and a half right now, something like that. You, you can't look at these things and be like, oh. That guy's never going to win. Uh, you know, ESPN had their quarter poll uh, awards and not among people who do vote, but just like writers on their staff, people that work for the company, whatever. But it gives you like some kind of like consensus about where media people's heads are at here a little bit to a, to a, as you would imagine, won the poll. Um, and, you know, for who's the MVP at this point. So I think we're all in agreement that like right now it's him. 
The really interesting thing, though, is that there are two fake games in there, really. And you have the Broncos game in there. Like when the competition, when the competition gets way tougher and they have the Eagles and then they have the Chiefs in a couple weeks in an international game, they have the Patriots in between. Obviously, that's not going to be very competitive, but they have a lot tougher games going. They have to rematch with the Bills. They play the Jets defense twice. Like there's a lot going on in the back half of their schedule where maybe he doesn't look like this. But look, like if, if it's like this is the week to take a shot against him, I don't think so because he's playing in a game against the Eagles with a really high total. Even if they lose, like the stats can still be there. And until like a challenger emerges from the second group, and that's what we can talk about next. Like, who is it? Who's even who's even the second most likely to win? Until we figure that out, um, I'm I'm comfortable just hanging out for right now with my like long shot burrow from four weeks ago, and uh, and just kind of being cool for now because I I don't think he's vulnerable yet. And I think when he is, we'll still be able to get bets in and we'll still be able to have a conversation. But like right now, the favorite is the leading passer in the league, number one in yards, ton of touchdown passes, uh, one of the most prolific offenses from yards per play in the history of the league. And the team has a really good record. So like he's not vulnerable right now. Um, we'll see after this Eagles game how the market reshifts and maybe we start to view him a little differently. Uh, I do want to follow on Dak after the Cowboys went on Monday and just cause they're like a very public team. And I don't mean public in the sense that like betters like the cat, like want to bet the Cowboys more than like, they're probably the most popular team in the NFL, the team that everyone wants to talk about all the time that all the talk shows are constantly talking about. And Dak, like for what it's worth, like played great on Monday night and made like the, like the play of the game basically to win the game for the Cowboys. He's at 40 to one. Dallas is now four and two. And if Dallas can like win the NFC East or be the one seed in the NFC, I don't know if Dak can get there, Ken. Like, I don't know that I would bet on him, but I do think it's worth at least asking the question because people in our audience might be interested in Dak Prescott. What do you think about Dak at 40 to 1? Uh, currently 13th in the NFL in passing yards and only six touchdown passes in six games. Uh, two and Kirk Cousins both have 14, just to give you like a frame of reference. Uh, usually touchdown passes in your position group is really predictive. The yards can kind of go either way. Really, you, you just want an awesome statistical resume. Whatever, whatever you think that means, you're probably right. And uh, and Dak doesn't have anything close to it right now. So, I, you know, he can win just like you know, we're still early in the year, just like almost anyone can win this early in the year. But do I think he's like a viable play on? Do I think he's being uh, underrated by the market and he should be much less? Uh, the answer to that is definitely no. And, uh, you know, I think with him, it's the same problem a lot of these guys have. If you're trying to pick out a challenger to, to rival Tua and potentially like overtake him to win the award, these, I mean, we've had a lot of unders the last couple of weeks. Unders had like their best week in the NFL. And what goes along with unders, bad quarterback performances, right? Not not a lot of passing yards, not a lot of touchdown passes. Who's going to like ramp up their statistics here? No one's on pace for a remotely record setting season. Everything's down. Yards are way down. Like you look at how these guys project. I mean, it's kind of bad. Like you look at like even the third, fourth, fifth best quarterback. You go, these numbers stink. Like, it's actually pretty rough. It's why I think it's, like, impossible a quarterback wins offensive player of the year unless it's Tua, and I don't think it's him. Um, I, I just, like, who's it going to be? I don't think it's Dak. And to, to bring in one other guy, just because I've gotten a lot of questions about this guy, too, Jared Goff is, like, a lot of discussion this week because the Lions have been so good. The biggest problem with him, he's actually, like, a victim of the team he plays on because the reason that the Lions are winning games might be him. But the reason everyone thinks they're winning games is because of their coach and because of the fact that they've had so many injured players and they've won anyway, despite that. Dan Campbell's like 
too magnetic of a personality, too front-facing, too, like, all over social media all the time. Like, if they win a lot of games, and it's really possible the Lions might win a lot of games, I was asked about this, like, six different times this week, I would never bet golf because, like, Campbell would just win Coach of the Year unanimously if they won, like, 13, 14 games. And I actually think golf wouldn't get a lot of credit for that. Do you like, by the way, the uh, the think pieces that are getting put out there now? Oh, what? why is scoring down in the... Is the NFL in trouble? Right. <laughs> It's, is popularity going to start going down? No. Like, I think, it, I think it's everything's going to be okay, everybody. It's going to be right. all right. With no like worries. nine quarterback injuries this week. So that's tough. Yeah. But like, who, just who like, would you on. have? Who would you have second right now? Like, who do you not who's second? Like, who do you think the second most likely player is to win MVP at the end of the year? If you think two is the most likely. And like, can I can I answer Mahomes or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why can't he be the uh, answer? He can definitely be the answer. I, I would say either Mahomes or Allen to give like the two guys right at the top of the board. And if I sure. had to go further down the board, I would go Burrow. Yeah, I think I, I think I totally agree with you. I would just like I'd like to see any kind of stat games from Mahomes and Allen before I bet them. Like I if they're going to well, be like, really Allen's far behind two great, here. Allen yeah. has had some great stat games. Oh, yeah, he's one touchdown pass behind Tua and about 300 yards. He's seventh in the NFL in passing yards right now, and they have two losses. So it's just like, like I, like the, none of these guys are play-ons for me right now. It's really rough. And Burrow's on a bye week, so like we don't even have to talk about him. His odds won't change. Like, don't bet him this week. You can bet him next week. What about Justin Herbert? J.K. Just kidding. <laughs> he plays for the Chargers. On the other side, more NFL awards will hit offensive and defensive player of the year. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.